Radio. Bringing you the good, the bad, and the downright nasty. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're live, brother. All right, how are we doing today? Not that is bad. an amazing intro, Drew. That is. <laughs> That's hometown. There we go. That was a hometown. <laughs> so tonight, uh, actually, it's been a few weeks since I got back on here, but uh, I'm back on the radio and I'm hosting a, uh, you know what, an old acquaintance of, of mine. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haven't, uh, you know, we kind of went our separate ways a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, here we are again. Yep, yep. And uh, the guy's name is Dusty Zamanick. He's a local farmer in Norfolk County. Yes, and on the uh, southwest corner. Southwest, yeah, you're you're probably right on the edge, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I can see the border. Yeah, you're almost <laughs> on Oxford. Is it Oxford? Uh, yeah, Oxford right there. It's uh, I can see there and then see the lake coming at me. Right there. So, yeah. It's great. <laughs> so right before we got on the air here, he was just telling me that he used to host a radio show. I did. Yes. And I was very proud to be a, uh, a disc jockey back in my day, uh, 2011, 2013. Um, CFXU, uh, the Fox, home of St. Francis Xavier University, I uh, would play on Saturdays and Thursdays. How and did you get into that? You know what? I thought it would always be fun. And uh, like, why not? Um, and it was a great way of moving when I moved out east to go to university to get my degree. You went to? St. FX, uh, okay. St. Francis Xavier University, uh, two hours north of Halifax, right before Cape Breton Island. What'd and you I, go there for? I got my economics degree there. Okay. And it was uh, one way of communicating and a great way of connecting with the guys back home. You know, it's here, like, you know, it's a great way of, okay, like, keeping myself relevant with the crew back home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was very few opportunities for me as well as being a, being a homeboy relatively, but also knowing that I really wanted to shed my wings and, and you know, get out there was a radio program um, to uh, that was available to be broadcasted through the Internet. So every Saturday, every Saturday at 1, um, so it would be noon uh, back here, Eastern Standard, my mom and, and, and dad and their friends would get together and drink at the lake or the guys up at, uh, up at Brock or whatever, like <laughs> Die Jack, Jake, and them would turn on the radio station. Ryan Devlin over in France would yeah, be yeah. then be going to the bars, uh, would, would tune in to, to my radio program. And it turned into this little weird, a minor <laughs> cult following. That was so fun. You know, I learned uh, a CanCon to play percentages of Canadian music that was legally mandated to intros and outros to, okay, you know, when does keep talking to make sure that I didn't sound, I'll stop talking, and then there's the intro. You know, like that sort of stuff was cool. And they would bring on guests and then would, of course, have pints on air, which is always fun. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it, it, it turned into something that was uh, really, I think, strong. Because, like, Drew, Drew, how you and I are talking, right? There's somebody there. Yeah. So it's nice that you and I are looking in the eye. Yeah. But when you're not there and you're 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 forced to almost be this persona. Yep. <clears throat> without you. Right. It's you know, sometimes I would honestly bring in a mirror and be talking to myself in a mirror because it was help me replicate a conversation. Damn, I look good. Right. You're like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, I got to can I swear on this? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, the dust, you got to. You got you got to cut back the cream cheese, buddy. You know what I mean? Like I see a, a third gen, you know, and it was like stuff like that. And, yeah, it, yeah. It, and it was really neat, especially when it was cool, Drew, and I'll leave you on this. It was really neat around graduation time because I brought mom and dad on, you know, and like they, yeah. they, you know, got them on the mics and we were playing music for us and we were, and, and that was really cool. And it ended on a really awesome note. 
that uh, that I and, and I I applaud what you're doing here because you know putting the headset on, getting the mic, is uh, is something that I think is uh, it's a good feeling. It, it's a really good feeling. It is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you also test because a lot of people have a lot to say. Yeah. But you also sometimes want to make sure that you also also have things that people want to listen to 100 anybody can spit shit into this right but 100%. we gotta we gotta make sure that you know that this is fun yeah. and I, I think a radio program because you could have three minute breaks or you could have a one minute break okay you and you have to captivate somebody for an hour and a half exactly right and that is i i think a talent that i i i, I don't master but you had to work on, especially in a podcast like this, which 100%. doesn't have, all right, well, Drew, I'm sick and tired of talking to you, and we, we ended this conversation. Let's go to music. We don't have that opportunity right now. We couldn't. We, we can mix that in. We could do that, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's, I know it, what it, you was mean. A, it was a blast, and it was something I was very, very fortunate to do. So did they have a studio at the university that you could do that in? They did. They but did. Did you just rent it, or how did that work? It was, honestly, um, you applied. Uh, what was the type of show you wanted to do? Um, I think now if I, you know, I guess I wish that I knew what I knew now when I was younger, yeah. I would have a different type of show. It would be less music based. It would be, uh, it would be more talking based. Um, just to just, stop you on that, actually with the music based, how did you go around, like get around? I know you mentioned it earlier, but the royalties and shit like that, mm -hmm. how did you, n uh, navigate those waters? It was mandated that we had to, uh, effectively run a certain percentage of Canadian music. Okay. As, so that is what that can com is. So that can com term is I think I, it was like 30 to 40% of all music played in the hour needed to be logged. So every song, every song, I, like every time I play a song, yeah, you got logged. You have to prove that it was a Canadian artist. So that's how the, the royalties, they're really per se royalties, yeah, yeah. but it was, but if we were to ever get audited, they would go back to those logs to make sure that, you know, you were playing Canadian music. And so that's how that played out. And it was, uh, and that, that was the thing I never realized as well. Um, now when I listen to BX93 or other people, it's like, oh yeah, so that's why they play, not that I'm knocking Canadian artists, yeah, yeah. but you know, okay, well, I've listened to this, you know, Brett Kissel song a lot. <laughs> oh, they're, you know, I mean, okay. okay now it makes sense. Okay, they're hitting the quota. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it's been interesting. Yeah. So it's, so that's how it was, it was, it was imperative for, for logging to, to make sure in case of an audit. Man, that's cool. You got chops. It was great. Yeah, you've been here before. Yeah, it's nothing new for you. It, no, it, well, it's it, I'm, I'm shaking a lot of rust off, but it, it was great. Yeah, was I don't fun. know, man. You got the gift of gab. <laughs> like in, I think you do. You're a natural salesman. <laughs> that's manure spreader sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it all counts. It does. It does. Like you said earlier, when you're uh, when you're doing it on your own, I've done a few on my own now, and you really have to. It's actually a tough thing to do because you don't have anybody to fill those gaps or you, you know yeah. those awkward sciences or whatever it is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to kind of constantly uh continuously speak the whole time to keep people engaged otherwise you know you might lose uh people are going to lose interest pretty quick i would think anyways i mean it's, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do no and i think as well drew it's 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 part of the transitions right you sometimes have to make hard transitions when you're by yourself uh, whereas when you have at least one other person, your transitions can be so much easier, right? Because you have time, A, just to mentally gap. And be okay, while I'm spitting shit, you're already thinking, okay, well, w you know, w where can I change one angle? Either it's one degree or, f you know, 45 degrees. Yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, that alone, is, is, I feel very difficult. And, and what I'm thinking about right now is you have a very stern voice, 
like Howard Stern voice, and and, and it's it's amazing. It's I'm, I'm very envious. But you know, Stern has that amazing ability on XM. He doesn't need guests. He can go on there and spit three hours, and 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 you have that. You have to have that ability. Right, because if you don't have somebody else, I mean, he has producers. My cheeks are red right now for the people (laughs) that can't see the video. (laughs) (laughs) But true, honestly, you know what I mean. Like that, like that transition is is such a skill that uh, that only comes with experience. You can talk to yourself in the mirror all the time, but when there's a mic on and it's recording, that's yeah, it's it's fun. There's been a lot of times where I have soloed episodes, Mm -hmm. and I bet you I've restarted the episode ten times, fifteen times, because it's just like, okay, that was dog shit. Right. Got to restart. Hundred percent, and 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 I totally understand. I totally understand. Man, I had no idea you did that. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and and, and I, I mean, I'm done. I'm graduated, and I go back. Dave and kick me out. The the funnest part was breaking in after the bar, and so we would. <laughs> oh yeah, the boys would go in there. Like I mean, just like at two o'clock in the morning, we would text the guys back home. Be like, okay. We're breaking in. Turn on the Fox. And so we would like come and like grab six or eight pints of Keith's, go in there and just start hammering <laughs> and just start hammering conversations like, you know, that we shouldn't be on the radio. That's but, you unreal. know, but it was just it was just fun because we had the key at the passcode go in there. And, uh, you know, I, I think another thing, too, I'll call this a hard transition too. is back then, Drew, is Snapchat wasn't a thing. True. Instagram was just coming out. Facebook, you would you would send dumb things on Facebook as if you're having a private conversation, and it's not per se we were getting away with it because we weren't. I mean, we were we were going drunk into a radio station. We weren't breaking anything. We weren't doing anything stupid. But I think <laughs> we didn't cover your tracks. Yeah, yeah, you like that. <laughs> um, but I, I think you know now in a, in a time where you, you send one Snapchat out from inside of that radio booth. Yeah, you're you toast. Know, you're toast. You're toast. Right, and yeah. uh, and I envy you know people and, and kids that you know that that's a really fun thing, and of course you want to broadcast that. But I mean, it goes south so fast that we're very fortunate to be on the cusp of how that that type of life changed so quickly. Dusty, that's, you're making me feel old, man. Right, but nobody, it, it's it's real. Isn't that weird? Like, and that it's, was what like ten years ago. Dried a blackberry, and so, I, <laughs> right, and I was so staunch about being like sending out my BBM while people were getting their iPhone ones. I was like, no, 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 stick BBM with BBM. Yeah, yeah let's go. What's your status update? You know what I mean? And that was that was. I want to play. What was the game on the on Brick Breaker? Black, yeah, Brick Breaker. Yes, man. you yeah. know, level twenty two, whatever it was. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, and and, and I mean, that's a whole other other tangent we can go down. <laughs> Right, but it was, but it was real. It was, it was real. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I agree. There's so many things that happen so fast now Mm -hmm. that we, we honestly had like a pretty good, pretty easy upbringing. Things were still relatively simple at that point in time. Yeah, Yeah. we really didn't have that much to worry about. Cell phones were just kind of. I think I still had. I had a flip phone Mm -hmm. in like grade eleven or twelve. Still, I think I got a BlackBerry when I was in grade Mm twelve. So I mean, you couldn't. You made a phone call and you SMSed on a flip phone, right? With the odd picture, but yeah, damn, that ate up a lot of data. So it did. And I remember, um, you know, back in the days of going to lunch and, and taking lunch in high school, and um, well, Josh Dijak and I had this the same flip Samsung phone, and we hated it. We hated it because it was mandated that we had to have a phone. So I remember like being out uh, out back at Holy Trinity here in Simcoe and. 
throwing the phone as high as possible <laughs> in the air trying to break the freaking phone because we didn't want it. Just bulletproof, though. Bulletproof. No, you wouldn't freaking run break. it over the car. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, it wouldn't break. So, it was, <laughs> but like that, like life changed so fast. Yeah, and I and I and I think the reason why we're here today too is like especially in the egg space, right? It's changed so fast. It's where nice we transition there. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's 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 so difficult to to keep up 100% with also not trying to outpace yourself whether it is with okay how much am I putting myself whether you know in, in tech in university uh, yourself or tech in, in, in your greenhouse and agriculture for it's really easy to I think Drew like I mean where we're standing right now and sitting right now is is, is amazing tomatoes are all around what I think if I could spur off and I know this is your podcast, but if I could ask you one question that this is something that I continually ask myself as you know, you're in, you're in, you're in growth mode. You're in trying to figure out where you are in, in the whole growth space. How do you determine what is a necessity technology and in investment versus what is fringe and would be neat? Like every, every car has windows that go down. But not every car needs power windows, right? Where, like, how do you decipher what technology is what I would love to have versus what I need to have? Honestly, for me, it comes kind of would come down to the numbers, right? <clears throat> if it's gonna, you know, if the payback's good, that was that's probably where I would I would make my decision. I mean, within reason, obviously, right? Um, everybody wants like the next the next thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's it's got to make sense financially if i'm going to pull the trigger on it is it going to pay back in two years five years or ten years you know if it's ten years uh i don't know probably is a little bit outside of my timeline kind of thing i guess that's the way i approach approach that situation and personally for like the farm we're sitting in right now um this is a tough farm to automate we're so small now we were big at you know 10 years ago 20 years ago we were you know like the epitome of what a big greenhouse was right now we're literally like the fringe of why are you still operating? You know what I mean? Oh, and well, I mean, the average greenhouse now, the average build probably 30 to 50 acres at a shot. Some guys are building a hundred. I mean, yeah. we're eight. So right. right. really we're, we're, uh, you know, small potatoes kind of thing. But the way the greenhouse was designed at the time with my dad, and my uncle was a great setup, mm-hmm. but it, at the time money, as far as like labor and automation, automation wasn't there mm-hmm. and labor was, was still reasonable at that point. So, right. They did the best they could for flow-wise, but really there's no way we can automate anything with the systems they have now. Like you said, in the last 10, 15 years, I mean, it's absolutely like you can't even wrap your head around the stuff that's possible now to do in right. the ag world. And right. like you just said, I mean, it's got to make sense to to be able to go out and spend the money. Here, unfortunately, I can't do it right? because it just wouldn't work. It was uh, talking with other uh, greenhouse growers and whatnot and back in the early 2000s and late 1990s. You know, like a, you could start a greenhouse build with with six acres. That was, you know, the boilers were sized for six acres. Everything was sized for around six, like in yeah. like eight acres. Yeah. Now, you, your your twenty five million BTU boilers and things like that are are now set up for a twenty five acre, thirty acre setup. Is is now your your starters range? Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 wild. It's so hard to wrap your your head around. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick stop here. Yeah. I guess. Dusty, why don't you just give us a quick oh, yeah. backstory and uh, into who you are and, yep. and, you know, how you came to be on the podcast kind of thing, what's gone on in your life? Cause yeah. Because you've got a cool story, too. 
Yeah, well, uh, I, I'll start off by saying I always hated playing uh, hockey against Simcoe Thunder um, because you guys were so much better than us. Uh, <laughs> being a Langton uh, guy on the, on the west side. Langton uh, Leaf. <laughs> yeah, Langton Leaf, proud Langton Leaf. Um, <laughs> but no, um, uh, I, I came back to the farm, uh, born and raised uh, at Easy Grove Farms uh, on, on the southwest corner of Norfolk County, uh, just uh, outside of Langton. Um, traditional tobacco um, as well as uh, my father and grandfather uh, started our blueberry side uh, because we had a corner of our farm that was uh, low pH um, that, uh, that grew shitty tobacco but okay. was perfect for blueberries. So that's how we started getting into blueberry space. Like and your dad and your grandpa just kind of figured that out. It's so like, ah, tobacco yeah, like grows the, like the, shit. This Why? tobacco is always yellow. We can't get no matter how much we, we do to it. Um, so uh, they figured, okay, well, well, it's a 4.5 pH. Let's put an acre of blueberries in. And that was in 1963. No and shit. Yeah, that's how we got into blueberries. So now we're, um, which is in Ontario. And uh, what's like an average soil pH that blueberries prefer to grow in? Four point five to to five point. Uh, yeah, like really, yeah, quite low. Quite low. It like it likes the acid. Wow. Okay. Yes. Considering how sweet the blueberry is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of odd. Actually. If you ever chew on a blueberry leaf, it it tastes like shit, uh, because of the acid. All the leaves take a lot of the acid in, um, and and uh, which is why you also. Um, you, you mulch heavily with pine uh, to keep that pH down. Really? Yeah, it's wild. Um, See, I'm learning stuff. For all the people out there, I'm learning stuff right now myself. <laughs> yeah. So, that, and so that's, that's high bush blueberry production. And so now to date, we have uh, around 30 acres of high bush blueberry. Uh, uh, 90% uh, head to national, national grocers for Loblaws. The remaining 10. You deal direct or do you go, direct. To, go through a wholesaler? Direct. It's all direct. We self-market. Okay. Yeah, under the Easy Grow label. Okay. So uh, across Ontario, uh, Quebec, and into Manitoba, under the Easy Grow blueberry label. Uh, Who for, ships it for you? Uh, we do, uh, and then it uh, we do uh, uh, farm pickup. Okay. Farm pickup for uh, yeah. So uh, fr- from Loblaws. Are you guys running your own trucks? No, they come. Loblaws comes. Pick they it come up. and pick it up. Yeah, they do back. That's a good setup. It is. It is. Yeah, that's we we don't, we don't need the, the infrastructure no, for that. No, exactly. For, for especially for a very limited, you know, it's only a seven week harvest. So yeah, so we do FOB backhauls, um, and then the remaining ten goes to ethnic stores like the Rabas, um, and uh, uh, the stores or the GTA okay. through, through the food terminal. If, and we have a truck that has the food terminal two days a week. What's the average lifespan on? Like how many years are you able to harvest off, you know, a blueberry bush? It's actually pretty remarkable, especially here in like southern Ontario. Like our ribbon here out of our latitude, our 49th parallel, um, is we have we have bushes that can go up to 70, 80 years if treated correctly. Are you serious? No joke. If you prune them right, uh, I mean, we have the same bushes that were planted, original bushes back in 63 are still some of our heaviest producers. It's, uh, Holy it's, it's, shit. It's phenomenal. It's because they get the true chill hours. We rarely see minus 30. Um, and if we see minus 30, there's usually a pretty good snow load. So they get that, they, that relative metaphorical scarf. Um, and, uh, and even so, even if in a year where we don't get a lot of snow, uh, there is actually quite a bit. Uh, I mean, it takes two years to grow out, but they're quite resilient, especially the old varieties that were bred back in the 70s back when you know it, it, they didn't know where the blueberry plant was going to go yeah, right okay, yeah uh, these were university funded uh, varieties that they just wanted to get a variety out now with private breeding companies coming in for specific zones specific areas yeah you couldn't go put 
this at the same blueberry plant that you grow in say Abbotsford, BC, and go put gonna, that. It's no, not going to take on here. No, gotcha. Now, in retrospect, a blueberry that a blueberry bush that would be grown in say in Florida um, does not have a seventy-year lifespan. Uh, it just doesn't get chill hours. It never gets to uh, uh, you know unequivocally shut down. Yeah. Um, whereas we do get way more chill hours than was required. But it also has Benefits that downtime the... when it's not getting pushed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we self-market uh, those blueberries there under our Easy Grow label. Yeah. And um, for since the since the late '90s, uh, actually uh, early '90s, um, my, my parents and grandparents uh, were grafting rose bushes. We would supply the rose bushes for garden centers all around uh, all around the province. We used to grow 150, 200,000 rose bushes that were self-grafted. Um, Floribundas, climbers, you name it. Um, and back before, you know, you go to a superstore here and there's the superstore flower market. Well, that, that was only a thing as of, as of the last eight years, right. it used to be just a, you know, some European guy who loved flowers and him and his wife and his just family. Just peddling their shit. Exactly. The yeah. So we would sell to all of those, all of those places, all the potted rose bushes that would then be sold for leading up to mother's day and beyond. For like a patio rose like kind of thing oh, or yeah. like put in your backyard a pa- backyard patio keep it in a pot plant it have a you know the queen victoria's the the amazing the the beautiful uh sweet ann's like all these uh, really neat rose bushes that's how we grew up and i actually grew up in the fl- in the floral side for propagation versus the strawberry side wow yeah so we would and that's how i learned a lot about about grafting uh micro grafting um as well as the the, like the, the you know the generic running a plant and there was just like you there was no such thing as march break right march break was right, potting, potting flowers time. right because <laughs> yeah you, you needed so many weeks before mother's day so we were we were we were potting rose bushes and put them in the poly houses so that's what that's how we learned uh you know because we were steaming greenhouses march break and as well potting potting rose bushes back then too so it was neat and uh, when uh, when my grandfather passed away, God rest his soul, which is the E and the Z in Easy Grow Farms, Ed Zamanek. That's where Easy Grow Farms comes from. Okay. Um, we we uh, effectively a couple years after slowed down the rosebush program and and, and, and and nilled it because all of these Canadian tires and all these places in the metro parking lots started privatizing their own garden centers because I realized how big of a cash cow these places were. Gotcha urbanization was happening at a rapid rate and people wanted trees and flowers and overpriced mulch and patio stones and stuff like that and they realized that that was a big cash cow that they were missing out on so and that was a perfect time it was perfect transition out of it and a great time for us to get into uh, new ventures watermelons cantaloupes and strawberry plants so in late 90s uh, by freak venture my father um, had uh, met a gentleman who was looking Daryl, yeah, D A R R Y L. That's how he spells Daryl. There's Psych- a million ways psycho. to skin that cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the psychos are the are the ELs. <laughs> they're the nut jobs. <laughs> they're right? the nut jobs of the world. <laughs> they are. You know, if you want to go one R Y L, that's fine. But don't double R E L on no. me like that. Just, is, it's too much. That is just like you went on. too far. Yes, that is Darrell. <laughs> 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 But well, it, it was uh, a freak opportunity uh, to to try to grow something different, and uh, and the first order for for three years was uh, two hundred thousand plants that my my mom and dad and grandparents uh, graded on the back of the pickup truck and the tailgate. Took them three days to dig, you know, to two hundred thousand plants with a glorified potato digger. 
And uh, it wasn't working, wasn't working. Finally, year three, it worked. They figured out the program. And, uh, and now to date, uh, Easy Grow, uh, we dig around 900,000 plants a day uh, for about 30 days um, in the month of October. And uh, predominantly, now we're, we're expanding outside of Florida. We supply a lot of people to the Florida's when you eat Florida, Florida strawberries. Compliments of, of, of a lot of plants growing here in Norfolk County, not only us, Kitchler and now Sebulax uh, are, are on the scene as well in strawberry time and the Coopers. Gotcha. Um, so th- this hotbed of this region here in Norfolk County, uh, especially of the of, uh, of, of the province, regulates our temperature nicely for getting in early spring. Also giving us nice chill hours, uh, which which a low chill plant requires to effectively trick the plant artificially to thinking that it's going into wintertime and then digging it, sending it to Florida, and then once it gets regulated day length hours, the strawberry plant effectively thinks that, okay, it's I've, go time. I, I've, I've went through winter, I've, I guess. Now I start to pushing fruit. So that's how that program works. Really, eh? Yeah, that, that's how this, this, little, this ribbon works for that whole program. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's incredibly interesting. Um, and we're, we're, we're talking about hairpin of hours because sometimes October doesn't freeze until, yeah. I mean, usually some go fair, right? Yeah. You know, you're drinking beer in the stand that you smuggled <laughs> in watching the demo derby, right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's minus two and sometimes it's 10 degrees. Right. We want it to be 10 degrees because, well, it's way nicer. But the, for us in the, in the fields, we really want that minus two because it makes a much stronger plant. And okay. a, a, lot of the, a lot of the proteins head to the crown, which is where the flowers are produced. It's wild. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, and how yeah. did you guys get into the Florida market? I, again, by that freak, uh, freak meeting of, uh, of of my dad, another guy, and this guy in Florida being like, "Hey, like I need somebody reliable to grow me strawberry plants up in Canada. Can can you do that for me?" Okay, sounds good. And you know, I think that's uh, that's a lot about business, eh, Drew? Yeah, you're right. Know, you just fall into it sometimes. You fall into it, and you put yourself in conversations. And I guess what leads into how the heck I got involved in all this program um, is that after after university, I uh, started, started working for Labatt. I uh, wanted to be a Loblaws buyer. I always wanted to buy. Some people want to be astronauts. Some people, you know, want to be dentists. And I wanted to buy fruit. I wanted to be, um, you know, I just wanted to be that or that person between the farmer and, 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 and the grocery chain. Who the guy making the all the money. Well, the guy making all the money, but also <laughs> the guy who understood that, you know what, Drew, you're a farmer. You're not getting the price you want, and I know you just want to yell at somebody, right? But I also understand, you understand that I have a job too, Yeah. that they don't want to pay you anything. You yeah. want to pay, you want me to pay you everything, Yeah. and somehow we're <laughs> going to meet in railroad tracks. Yeah. And I wanted that job, and I thought it was super cool because there's very few people, I think, to, to understand a farmer. But to also how a farm, and but but to also have respect for a farmer, because a farmer understands dollars and senses and seasonality, and in, in that you're in a greenhouse, whether in a greenhouse or we're outside. Yep. Plants flush. Yep. Right. You, <laughs> I mean, yep. you you wish your rose bush could be flowering two months a year, but it's not a possibility. Right. You wish your tomato crop could be two months a year, uh, and and also at four weeks four weeks a month, but that's not a reality. And I think that was a really interesting job, but I wasn't able to get it. Um, for, for a bunch of reasons. So my second passion was beer. So I went to Labatt, was at, worked at Labatt for a couple of years in this London. This guy's a good guy. And, so, and, so, and, and uh, what I was realizing drew very quickly, uh, and, and I know I'm running on long. And I, no, I, no, I'll, man. I'll this is I'll good. bring it back. No. Um, i realizing that uh, during the weekend expeditions when my other counterparts, who were very good friends, 
were going to Toronto to further further their career by, you know, working on events and, and, and working doing that. I wasn't. I was being like, okay, well, my mom and dad, who were, you know, late 40s, early 50s at the time, were in harvest. There was blueberry harvest. There was that, that forever feeling of not a ball and chain, and, and I don't want to use the word guilt, but it no, was, but it, no, I, my heart should be there, right? And and, and there was like, no, no, I no. think you'd be, a, you know, I think not everybody, most kids would potentially be a liar if they said, if they knew their parents were at home working hard on the farm. Yeah. There's a certain, I, I will call it guilt. There's a certain sense of guilt there yes. that you're out doing your thing and your parents, mm-hmm. you know, your parents are back home busting their ass. You're damn right. Yeah. You're damn right. And I think that like that pedigree, um, I, I appreciate those people, right? Uh, immensely because you don't want your parents, even though it's just the parents want to say, I want, however I worked, I want my, my kids to work less, not have the hard life that I, I think that's bullshit personally. You know <laughs> do what you? I, I do. I do. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want my kids to have to go through what, like my parents went through, you know, going through like absolute insane financial hardships. But I, I, I truly believe that the only way that to, for, for us to, to gain truly appreciation and for me, I guess, that, that to know that, holy shit, like to see your mom and dad, regardless of the industry, I don't care if they're a steel worker, they work at Shoppers Drug Mart, or they work in a, in, in a farm. Yeah. You know, to see your mom and dad absolutely gassed and drained at the end where one beer literally puts them to sleep you know what maybe that's not the life for everybody and there's and some people not everybody wants that and i'm sure there's ways of success that doesn't require complete drainage of one's soul (laughs) but you know what after a while i don't know why i find it intoxicating i love it I think that is the way to do things. I, I, I like, like I, I, you know what I mean? I, maybe not. I don't, I don't know, but I, 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 and I, I, I freaking love it. I think I, you're ask my wife what you're talking about. I think she'd say, uh, you guys, yeah, you've been hanging out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, it is, uh, man. It's, uh, it's addicting. It is. Almost. It is. And I, I, like part of me is like, is it actually a good thing? Like you just feel like you gotta be going all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always a project. There's always something to do. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. And I, I, I always walk uh, an air of caution, of course, with this. Um, because, yes, it's a way of life for us. But uh, we're, we're speaking freely right now, I think, which, which, is, uh, which makes great candor and great conversation. But, um, in, you know, it's... Uh, Sometimes it goes too far, and sometimes it's, I agree. You know, you know. Also, going too far in terms of having <clears throat> none of the rest of your life, but also going too far as a hey, this is what I'm known for. This is what I walk around because I work ninety hours a week. I hate, I despise that. I agree with that, yes. and yet it's such a thing that um, it's kind of worn with a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. That you know, like that guy's known for working really hard. Like. Mm-hmm. I would say some people think that about myself. They're like, oh, they do. Yeah, that guy's kind of like, he he just loves work. Like, and it to me, I 100% agree with what you're saying, where yeah. it's not, that's not something that should be valued. Mm-hmm. I don't think. It's no. like, there's a there's definitely a line. And I mean, you touched on it. You're getting married soon. Yes. And yeah. you just wait, man. Wait yeah. till you have a kid. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're going to have to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's not, like i mean i look at you know my dad's the hardest working dude i know right um he busts his ass all the time but 
for me, it's like if I get done at five o'clock or five thirty or whatever the day is, mm-hmm. I usually try to get in the house and even though I want to go do shit still. Yep. But I mean, you got to make the, <laughs> you got to make the conscious choice, honestly, even though sometimes you do want to go do stuff, but that's right. I think you nailed it right on the head there where it's worn as a badge of honor that you're never around and you work your ass off. And, and sometimes you got to look at it like for what though? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it really worth when you're 90 <clears throat> Are people are going to brag about how hard you worked? I know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it, no, it, it, and you're absolutely right. I, one of the things that, that, that we've tried doing, I've tried doing with Abby is, okay, where can, now this might sound really bad. How can I get Abby to be part of work? <laughs> but I don't, we don't have her. Uh, Abby's not uh, part of Easy Grow. Um, but uh, we have shared interest in, in growing plants. Okay. And so my, 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 my love of nature and my love of, you know, uh, starting a plant so young and, and watching it grow and come to fruition and, and the whole program and, and realizing that it's, it's not a hundred percent straight line that, you know, you're going to get bugs. You're going to have to feed and something like that has been something that's been great for our relationship as well. You know, uh, we, we, I, I shortened, uh, we had, um, uh, old tobacco greenhouses on the farm and I, I shortened one of the, one of d- demolished the other one. Um, and then took the, the second one and shortened it to 50 feet long. And inside this greenhouse, um, it's, it's Abby's arbitrary, uh, uh arbitrary whatever green arbitoire arbitoire is that what the yeah, right word for it yeah that's arbitoire. right it's uh <laughs> i find i lisp sometimes on microphones <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like i'm a peanut butter boy <laughs> on microphones <laughs> and so so we 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 have this um this joint love of plants and uh that's been really neat because it keeps my mind at ease that the fact that i can be in the plant space because i always want to be in the plant space just like you but i can't always talk about freaking strawberries and think about freaking strawberries but at least if i'm in a greenhouse and and i'm in a small space that i'm watering plants and i can talk with abby about tomatoes cucumbers these these really neat thai bird chili plants and things like that you know it's something that we can we can relate on and find a level playing field that i that i hope that this space becomes a space that's also common for our children and uh and and it's a space that we we, we got a uh, we we're talking about you line this buffalo bills cooler <laughs> i got some beers in. one of the free you know you get free gifts from you line like we we're saying yeah uh we, i forget what we bought oh we bought these uh security gates for the the new lunchroom so that okay. everybody has to walk through these gates to make sure their, their boots go through the disinfection scrubber, yeah 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 we got they were like I don't know how much money doesn't matter, but the free gift got us to one of these uh, upper tiers, <laughs> and it was a it was an inflatable hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> how so much the, money are you spending well, at Uline, buddy? <laughs> it's, 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 it's feel it's actually kind of sickening. Got, eh? Some people love Amazon. Some people love Uline. <laughs> this guy's a Uline guy. <laughs> yeah, a big Uline guy. <laughs> Rewards program guy. <laughs> so we, this hot tub is now in our greenhouse. And so it's an inflatable four-person hot tub. I gotta start shopping. Yeah, at <laughs> you do. Damn. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so so that relates to how do you walk that line, Drew? Right, and and that's where we found a, a common space. Now, uh, outside of this, where do you find common space? Is it completely unplugging? Is it wh- like where where do you find that space with your family? You know okay. what, man? I. Uh, 
you you've got to be one of the the most passionate guys I've ever met. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even just saying that. You've got to be one of the most passionate guys I've ever met for uh, agriculture and growing your own stuff and and uh, just being a part of of you know what I think is a great way to approach life. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, thank you. I'm actually I'm not the same as that. I would say I I don't know. I love playing music. Yeah, I would say that's a massive passion of oh, mine. And you're really good at it. Um, yeah, shout out to Old Twenty Four. Yeah, damn right. Sponsor the podcast. New album. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, that's I've had that. Uh, we've had we've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, what would you do if you didn't have to work? Um, I really, I just love keeping busy. I love building shit. Mm-hmm. Just projects. I just love doing shit like that. Right. My wife and I. My wife does not have a green thumb at okay. all. Not interested in it whatsoever. Okay. Um, she helps out on the farm, like she helps kind of run the stand up at front, and okay. uh, and yeah. Now that we've got our our son here, he's whipping through here every day, which is awesome. Your Instagram videos are awesome, or the the the, the, the on Snapchat. He yeah. just loves it in here, man. That's, well, why not? Yeah, it's and tropics. To tell you the truth, like that is one thing I can honestly say. I've worked on some big ass farms. You mm-hmm. know, Pro Plant was a big big uh, farm. Worked at a big greenhouse out in Chatham, uh, Hilco and Josh. You know them. Yes. Um, Great people awesome people he's probably the best boss i ever had he came to my wedding no way yeah that's yeah um but uh they actually came here like two weeks ago three weeks ago and uh they're walking through and and rory came walking through with my wife and you actually sometimes lose sight of the fact of how good uh how good you actually have it even though you're always thinking bigger picture like i know i'm wired that way Mm -hmm. i'm constantly thinking my brain's always going like well how can i build onto the next thing naturally and uh, sometimes it's hard to stop and just realize, okay, I actually have it pretty good right here. I live on the farm. I walk literally 10 seconds. I'm in the greenhouse. I eat lunch at home every day. Uh, I pretty much get to see my son at coffee break lunch at 2.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, life's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I- it's hard to say, to circle back to your question, what I would do outside of work. I don't really know, man. I'm still always around the farm all the time. So right. I... I don't know. I don't have like a small little hobby greenhouse, but I mean, like we've got the bush out back and, and we built a cabin out there and yeah. a lot of times I'll just go sit out there and have a beer and whatever, just look at the field, not even really do anything. Oh yeah. That's hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's, I, I, I gotta get you, I'm going to give you this book. Um, and what the, what it, 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 it touched on perfectly. What you said is how do you continually internalize and remember because one of one of the, uh, the 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 faults of, of entrepreneurs is the fact that, like you know, I I, I look five hundred yards to my left and I and I see a wall, right? And and you see a wall, but what you see is okay. Well, how the hell can I make it a thousand yards, right? How can I move that wall? But what you lose grasp on is when that wall used to be two hundred yards away, right? And 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 there's that feeling of how can I instead of instead of being 200 200% of the way how can i be happy with the 100% and also the 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 other 100% behind me and it, and and it's a very simple concept obviously and it just it just there's a there's always a million ways to skin the same cat of that style of thinking and i think whether it's farm whether it's money whether it's bottom line whether it's margins whatever you always it, it's it's tough to go back to when your margin was sometimes a lost leader when you were minus two percent when you were just covering costs because you're like no like this is what i have to do for my business yeah 
right? And and, and I'll, I'll skate back to then what got us into the strawberry space was when I came back to the farm, I needed to personally as a, as a not as a man, but as a person that is an entrepreneur and, uh, the, you know, good conversations with mom and dad. <clears throat> our, 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 our international business was half at what it was back then because it hadn't developed into what it is now. Uh, and so th there wasn't room for another partner to say, hey, like, OK, either like I know what I was getting paid Labat if I'm going to come back cool but like i couldn't expect them to pay you know to, yeah. to to pay me i wasn't getting paid a lot but i was i don't know i was making a wage right so the only way to get into to, for me to find a path in in this agriculture career was to get involved and to get involved in every single organization association and commodity group that would that would have me so i became the blueberry director for uh, bear growers material i became the berry guy for the Canadian Horror Council. I be sat on the Ag Advisory Board, which I now chair for Norfolk County. So every single level I tried getting a part of, just to get myself around those conversations, right? Because I'm like, well, shit, it worked for dad to get around yourself conversations, right? It, it, like the only way to create the opportunity is to put yourself around them. Yep. I didn't know what it was. And I, and I, I had innately in my heart, Drew, I truly believed that there would be a bell there would be a recess bell. There would be a fire alarm. There would be a fire in my heart that when the conversation spiked, when the conversation happened, I would run with it. I didn't know what it would be. Maybe I'd grow a pot. Maybe I, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe I'd, I, I've no freaking idea. Maybe I'd grow floribundas <laughs> or, or freaking par like birds of paradise. I, I have no idea. Or, or peonies in March. I have no idea, <laughs> right? And so when I was in Ottawa, I was at this table and it was very typical, um, you know, uh, conference table with, you know, 60 year old plus, I don't know what your audience is, but I hope I'm not trashing them, but you know, <laughs> six year old plus like, you know, white dudes in that are just at this table and, 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 and women at this table that are all like in that upper tier that have been part of the, you know, these organizations for years, generations. And here I am, this 23-year-old kid with a man bun and a tan because I just moved from Florida because we were growing strawberries in Florida. And I was just, I was just a sponge. I was just there to, be a, to, li to listen what the hell's going on. And uh, I, I, about 10, 10 days earlier, I got an email from a, a gentleman down in Leamington looking for two flats of uh, blueberries for his at-home grocery delivery business which I think now is, is probably doing amazing. Um, and, I, and I said, unfortunately, no, like I can't give you two flats a week, 12 months a year, because I mean, Blu-ray season is only this big. We self-market. We don't co-pack and do anything like that. And I said, yeah, if, if you get bigger, uh, let me know, and I'd be happy to supply you. So that email has been sent. Done. I'm now at this table uh, in Ottawa. Um, and uh, this gentleman recognizes me across the table and says, hey, like, you're Dusty Zamanek. You're from Easy Grow Farms. You guys grow strawberry plants. I says, yeah. He says, have you heard what's happening in Leamington uh, about the Greenhouse Strawberry Program? I said, no. Um, uh, but, yeah, they, they, they can't figure out uh, to, 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 to get it going because they can't get a proper plant. Why don't you guys figure out how to grow a plant for them? You grow strawberry plants, give them your plants. Okay, cool. So I asked what the what the last name was. And, and, you know, can you direct me? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, can you give me a, a farm name, anything? 
And he, he said the last name. I'm like, oh, shit. That's the same last name as I got this email from this guy. So I left the table immediately. My, my, the fire in my heart has like instantly ignited. Go outside. Send the email. Hey, by the way, like, I don't have blueberries for you, but like, do you, like, are you by chance growing strawberries? This guy picks up the phone. Calls me two minutes later. I can swear on this. Oh, fuck he said, yeah, buddy. He says, how the fuck do you know what we're doing? I said, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm at this table. Like, I'm just talking with this guy. Like, I'm just, I'm just eating shitty pasta salad, talking about strawberries. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he said, how the, like, okay. So the word's out. I said, yeah, I, I guess. And I was trying to play it cool. All right, sounds good. We should have a meeting. Flew back from Ottawa. The rest, the rest of the trip, I just got drunk because I okay, I'm right. done. Business like I'm done. done. Like yeah. I'm done. You I don't know, give like, a shit. I, about did, anything I did my else program. Now. Yeah, fire's been lit. Yes, the beacons Can't. of Gondor have been lit. Hundred percent. Yes. So I, I flew back home. They came up for a site visit. We had no greenhouses. Everything was outdoor. Everything. And here's like here's greenhouse guys, and here we are dirt farmers. Uh, I don't know what they were just expecting. Peasants. Yeah, effectively. Like I don't know what they were expecting to see, but. Like, this is how we grow strawberries. Yeah, like, this is what we do, and this is how we make a go at it. And um, five days later, I'm on a flight with him uh, to the Netherlands, uh, researching strawberries. Uh, we did two more trips to southern, uh, southern Netherlands together, and also another trip uh, to southern Spain on the Portugal border uh, to Seville, where a lot of the test varieties are done. Um, and, and my world has forever changed. Um, uh, the, the fire that I was waiting for effectively that I knew just like the day I met Abby was there and, uh, and it was, and it, it has never stopped. Um, and it was, uh, it's a passion that I, I, I believe carries through to our employees and our, and our team members at easy grow. And I asked a lot of, of both my family and as well, you know, anybody starting a business, whether you're or even continuing a business, right? When you're when you're changing hands, when you're, uh, you know, adding a couple of different roads to something we've never done before, or whatever, it was something that was exhilarating to the right people. That I told them, here, guys, these are some photos that I snuck that I took in these greenhouses. This is the plant or the style of plant that we need. Do we need to get to? How do we get there? And we didn't have a greenhouse. The second year, we didn't have a greenhouse because we thought uh, we, we didn't need it. Well, that was wrong. Then we then we built the salad greenhouse that uh, that that for a salad plant, the June bearing plant. That how the how the how the Dutch grow strawberries, which is not how North American marketers grow strawberries. So then we were asked uh, instead of delivering a plant, a salad plant. This time now we need, need to grow a completely different salad plant, a fresh plant instead of an overwintered plant. Instead of delivering it October 1st, how can you deliver it September 15th? Then the next year, how can you deliver it September 1st? Now, how can you deliver it August 15th? And how can our technologies keep up with that by also increasing in, 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 in being professionals when at the time we weren't professionals at all, right? I, I can grow your plant. You can grow in Florida. You want to be a Drew? You want to go farm, start a farm in Florida? <laughs> I got you, <laughs> right? But th this, th this, this new space was something that we asked some people that were not owners. They, they, were, they were people that had no right having the amount of uh, feeling of ownership at all that they took on. Um, that was truly exhilarating as a business owner, somebody who was aggressively younger than them, who 
was going to Europe, right? And just like learning about strawberries. I could like I you know what I mean? Like I, I like they like, but no, it was an amazing time in my life. That was so surreal. I can't believe it actually ever happened. And uh, it's it's open like today. I was on the phone with a guy from Italy, a guy from Hawaii, and a guy from Spain. If you told me that ten years ago, that would be my life. I would say, hey, good job, Dusty. You know, and and it was so neat. And we go back to that five hundred yard, two hundred yard program, right? And uh, I, I think that's what's fun about uh, agriculture, both in greenhouses protected agriculture, season extension agriculture, as well as international programs is because um, there is such a diverse portfolio program within one single food category. I, I don't need to be, Drew, like it, you grow tomatoes, right? I, and I grow strawberry plants. I don't need to be your person that also grows your peppers, your tomatoes, your cucumbers, your, your freaking strawberries, your cucumelons, your freaking flowers. No, there's people for that. That's fine. Everybody's got their, their program because there's so much opportunity in all these spaces. And it's amazing. Right? And it, it, it's, it's exhilarating what's, what's happening now. My God, man. You are inspiring to listen to. <laughs> Honestly, you got a gift, brother. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm very There's fortunate a for a very week. good energy <laughs> about you. <laughs> this makes you a posi- want to be positive, the way you approach things. Drew, you have to, right? Uh, and and, and I, I, I appreciate that immensely. Um, but you have to. You, you, like, you have no choice. You know, uh, whether you, like, I mean, you, you just bought a new farm. Right. That's not cheap. Right. If, if, if how how you see things has to every single thing has been opportunity. Every disease, every. Oh, well, shit. I've got spider mites. Well, is that going to ruin your crop? No. But you're, you're certainly uh, that's an opportunity to learn how the hell am I going to go in and spray Oberon? Or am I going to go in with freaking cucumeris? Right. What, what, what opportunity am I going to learn? Right. And, and that's how you have to look in, in this egg space now in any opportunity, any business. Right. Is it where is this opportunity to gain more confidence in what I'm doing when I have conversations? Right. And, and, and that's that's where like the energy comes from, is that flipping the flipping the bell. Shit. Five five years ago, did I have this energy? I have this energy to grow, but I didn't have the confidence to be this, you know, you know, like whatever. And I'm, I'm we still have so far to go. I, I'm gonna be the first guy to stand in front of that freaking line, and say, "Drew, we have so much further to go. Easy Grow is nowhere near having a building a perfect plant." You know, I and- think as soon as you you stop and you approach it, and it's like, "No, we got it." I think we've got a pretty good setup here. We got a good system. Yep. I think as soon as you get complacent, that's probably where you're gonna fail. One thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. You have to constantly be building and trying to figure out what's what's the next best thing. What's what can we do to improve what we've got right now? Constantly, absolutely. I don't think that ever changes. No, if no. you're in a situation where you're in. Yeah, yeah, yep. and I think you're doing it right now. Yeah, and I'm not joking, man. Like w- the way you are approaching the situation you're in, how aggressive you were with going out of your way to to uh, get involved in all these egg advisory boards and the blueberry and the berry growers of Ontario, like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that takes a special type of person. So I would never sell yourself short on something like that because that yeah. is not that many people do that. Man, I remember we went to, uh, as pro when I was part of Pro Plant, mm-hmm. um, 
we went we got invited which you did too to the fcc uh annual meetup or whatever yeah and got asked to as like the young farmers got asked to speak and the amount of people that remembered you from the previous year i think just speaks volumes to the <laughs> the type of person you are and the energy that you have about you or yeah. the aura because even man like the head banker i can't remember her name she's out in saskatchewan sophie sophie yes and Sophie, I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this, but <laughs> you're looking pretty good for your age too. So. <laughs> yeah, she's an amazing woman. And you know what? The best fantastic woman. Fantastic great woman. attitude. Great attitude. And put her hands in the dirt. Yes. And that was what we want to see about FCC, right? And that's where you work with them. They got down, ripped them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, hold that thought. I'm just yes. going to pause. I'm going to turn the light on for a yes, second. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> All right, lights on. <laughs> but uh, I have no, honestly, no bad things about saying uh, we're with working with FCC. No. Um, I don't know who your rep is that you deal with. Maybe it's better we don't name drop, but uh, my rep I deal with, she's absolutely outstanding. Simcoe Office. Simcoe Office, yeah. Je- Jennifer's great. Jennifer. She's great. Okay. Yes. She's literally, I cannot say a single bad thing about her. No. So supportive about, especially what you've been doing. Even even yourself with, and because I'm gonna I'm gonna pump your tires here no, because no. you're part of the interview. <laughs> you are in the interviewing process. <laughs> um, with what you've been doing with, which I think we definitely have to. You were kind of going into it, and I should definitely let you continue because what you have done there is uh, awesome. What you've grown that business into, yeah. And so that was Thank just you. a quick plug for FCC. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, Jennifer <laughs> Peart, she's a fantastic rep. Fantastic. Can't say Our, enough good. Yes. And, and Jennifer, you know, we all thank you. And I, I think everybody who's fortunate to work with you, you know, they, they understand, you know, they want to understand and um, they don't treat every farm case by, or they do treat every farm case by case. And right. And I drew, I think that's what, I think that's what needs to be understood in any new business, especially the farm space. hundred percent. Right. It's just, yeah, because there's a million things of, of, of both transition, of course, but also how can, what is the confidence that Drew and family and co can instill in MCC and in ourselves in also proving that our business can be a convertible, right? In the fact that, okay, we grow tomatoes. What happens if, if suddenly, okay, like something, something different happens, are you and these people able to continue moving your payments? Or are you able to continue going with the program? And that's what we had to prove to, to Jennifer being dirt farmers. We want to build a greenhouse. Going from dirt farming to greenhouses is pretty much being like me starting to, uh, like, hey, I want to open a restaurant. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Right? <laughs> and it's like, really? And you may as well start a band while you're at it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you better but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, like it's just like like the percentages, like the, the opportunities that, you know, uh, and the, the potentials. Yes, albeit like, like they look great. The, they, they come few and far between. So in saying that, though, to take a quick step back here. Yeah. When you approached FCC and you said, hey, uh, I want to put a greenhouse up because mm-hmm. I think I want to start propagating strawberries and greenhouses. Yeah. When you had no idea of what numbers were, mm-hmm. how did you even begin to put together a package or a business plan with FCC that said, uh, these are our. Pro- this is the projected outcome. Like, sure, you can get your quotes for what it's going to cost to build a greenhouse and yep. and the lev- land leveling and the irrigation and everything else, the heat, whatever. Yep. How did you possibly project? Did you base that off your field stuff and just kind of rolled that into what you might be able to do on top of that kind of thing? 
Do you use Microsoft Excel? Yes. Yes. Excel. Um, and and I and I don't want to make light of this, but honestly, Microsoft Excel, my father, and beer. We would set. We have this file. If anybody wants to hack into the Easy Grow mainframe, <laughs> you want to look for the file called Holy Fucking Bible, uh, and that Holy Fucking Bible is a spreadsheet. Uh, it may have forty sheets uh, in a, in a single you know in a single file, and that Holy Effing Bible um, is effectively our calculations and formulas over the last eight years and it's 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 actually fun to go back to the holy effing bible and add a new spreadsheet for the 2022 and then the 2023 projections because we carry over costs uh you know uh, on, on the propagation side just like a tomato you understand you know dollar per square foot yep. uh, or dollar per square meter however you work yep. um and for us it's obviously dollar per plant or price per plant yeah and uh, how can, you know, you're working in sometimes up to the third or the fourth decimal point. And um, at the time, we were working by maybe one decimal point. And uh, it's, it's neat, you know, by also scale and volume, um, how you can uh, have fun with different activities and different inputs to gain zeros and gain a decimal point. And it's not, it's not gaining on your customer. It's gaining on your processes right. to be able to confidently provide a price that you believe is is fair. It's good. Yeah, and going to improve your bottom improve line. Your bottom line. Um, by also being like, okay, this year I don't need to raise my price because uh, you know what? No, like we're, now we're we're growing more, and my efficiencies are offset having to charge my customer more. Um, so so going back to the original program. For, for lack of a better term, honestly, we, we didn't fly blindly, obviously, because FCC is not going to give us money blindly. No. <clears throat> what made the program really work what was it was a two-step program. One, when I bought my farm, FCC incre uh, increased the Young pro Farmer program from 500 to a million dollars. Yep. Couldn't have happened at a better time. So I, I locked up my land. The second thing that happened uh, was they said, all right, well, you want to go build a greenhouse. If you're stupid enough to go do it, um, you're going to have to do an accelerated greenhouse program where you're going to have to pay a 16-year uh, uh, payoff greenhouse in 11 years. Yeah. So there you go. So we were forced to pay the first five years back in the first five years. So it was a, it was a 10 to it was a 10 to 2 ratio. So we made no money off of the greenhouse the first the first five years. Fortunately, um, you know what I mean? Like w we were able to offset it because with Florida program and, and doing weird, unique things like that. That but in itself, though, takes. That's a lot of guts. Oh, yeah. To oh, be able yeah. to sit down and, and sit, like, you know, you're riding a, a razor's edge there with. Yes. Zero, like you had like <clears throat> you weren't you weren't paying yourself money. No, like there's zero margin for. Yeah, no. literally. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you made you know, no revenue, no revenue. Um uh, and it was it was very it was very trying years for the family as well um you know we, you learn a lot about a family business which i mean most of the time farms are you know yeah uh, and you know christmases are talking about the greenhouse and and about the crops and it's i mean you know your time with pro plant the nursery job is not a fun job that's why very few people want it and i don't blame them Right. And, and like uh, j just like making beer, people really like your beer or they don't. But either way, they'll tell you that they don't like it. <laughs> right. And just like just like a nurseryman. Right. Yep. They'll either like your plants or they don't. But if they don't like them, 
they'll tell you yeah. they don't fucking like them and uh and, and it, that takes uh, thick skin and uh, a lot of the program understandably so because we're all we're all looking for outlets why the crop isn't acting why the way it is um and, and it comes back to the nursery right and especially a vegetative nursery like strawberries Right, and I'm not I'm not discounting seed nurseries because there is an, an insane amount of technology with grafting, with, with splicing, you know, w- with getting your germination rates and getting consistency and things like that, and and ours is no different, right? It's just that um, it's in a, in a new space, the strawberry space is continually being um, is continually being uh, compared to the vegetable space because they know. The plot, the quality of plant, the type of plant that they get are a pro plant. They're all the same height. They all have three branches. They all got split this and they, 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 they whatever. In strawberries, we, we don't, I, 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 I don't care if you go to the best nursery in the Netherlands. They, they, they don't guarantee that because it's, it's, a, it's a different type of process. And so that's where, you know, there, there's, uh, there's that layer of, and that veil of understanding that we have to understand with our customers, but also we can't fall back on that as a nursery and be like, yeah, well, we're never going to be perfect. So deal with it guys, because we have to strive for perfection because as a nursery, you have to, you, you have, you have no choice or, or else somebody else probably will. So, um, that, that first, that first couple of years in that first range, that one acre greenhouse with an ice hut pump shed that we use a dosatron mix we were using plant product triple 20 uh to grow a freaking strawberry plant we were de-blooming like 90 um it was hot it was dry we had pests we had bugs we had no heat it was we didn't know what leachate was from you know from backwash piss we didn't know what to do with the leachate we were spreading it over we were put, like i mean it, it was it was it was unbelievable true it was crazy we were dirt farmers. You know what I mean? It was unbelievable. We had plants looking like cactuses. We had, we were we were watering enough. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. Very quickly, um, you know, we we learned that uh, in any space, whether you're opening a bar, whether you want to get better guitar, whether you or whether you want to grow strawberry plants there's consultants that exist. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's people out there. There's people that want to teach you what a G chord is. Yeah. They'll teach you how to play Freebird if you pay enough money. <laughs> Who knew? Eh? Who knew? Yeah. And so uh, it, was, it, it wasn't, it was not ego. The reason why we never reached out to those people. We honestly didn't know those people existed because in the dirt space, you're a dirt farmer. There are walls around what you do. There, I, I'm a strawberry nurseryman, and that grows like, I, I mean, yes, I, I mean, we, we talk about the other people here in Norfolk County that grow strawberry plants, and I'm friends with the guys at Strawberry Time, and I, I know the Sebulax and, and the Kipsters and whatnot, but we aren't swapping <laughs> nutrition programs. Nobody tells each other anything, eh? No, that's that, that's that, like, no. So, what's your opinion on that, personally? We can tread lightly. Because I'm sure no, eventually no. maybe people will listen, maybe no, they won't. No, that's but. fine. Um, I, I do truly believe that uh, in all scapes that the tide raises all boats. And at, at some point, there there has to be cooperation. Um, I, I, I do believe, though, in the nursery space, it's, it's different because there's so few of us. Um, you know, and, and I think that's that's where maybe things get unique is because um, 
customers down in Florida and wherever. Now the greenhouse space is different. Normally, you know, if you supply plants for X greenhouse, you're you're their greenhouse supplier. Whereas in Florida and Georgia and whatnot, they'll buy thirty percent of their plants from you know Kitchener, seventy thirty percent from Strawberry Time. We had guys like that too. Exactly. When, when they got big enough, they would spread their risk. Basically. And and I and I don't blame them. Th- this no, one hundred percent. This whole greenhouse program where they buy one hundred percent from us is is, is it, you know it, it keeps me up at night, uh, right? Honestly, that would that. We had a couple customers that, you know, big acreage, like 100, 150 acres of greenhouse, which is like millions and million, like, you know, 5 million plants, 5 yeah. million. Like, it's a shitload of money on the line. Yes. If you screw something up, you're out a lot. Yes. And, yeah, it was, you're, you said it perfectly earlier. It, you're in a very specific type of business where it's like a supply industry. Mm-hmm. And you are supplying a customer with something somebody who's expecting, you know, one hundred percent the best. Yes. And when you don't deliver that, you're gonna hear about it. Oh yeah. But there's also the guilt factor of could I have done it better or what did I do wrong? Yeah. And that I I don't know about you, but that really ate away at me when I was when I was doing what I was doing there. Yeah. Um you will lose lose sleep over that. Yeah. Knowing that you uh, effectively have X amount of days with that plant. Right. It's it's like uh, effectively, you know, you have so many days with that plant and every day counts because the days after you send it out, you're not responsible for that plant anymore. Technically, send the check, but you are responsible. I think so. You are. I think there's a. So, for example, like with pro plant and the way we approached it, the same way you approach it. There's other guys out there doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in the greenhouse uh, industry. And a couple of them did not come from a growing background Mm -hmm. they came into the propagation space just through uh being born into that kind of thing right lifestyle or whatever right i think it speaks volumes when there's a grower who's been on the dirt farming side Mm -hmm. or an actual finishing grower in the greenhouse side and he knows how much it can actually affect the way your plants start how it can affect you throughout the season. Yeah. I think that guy personally has a lot more stake in the game mm-hmm. than somebody who has no idea of as soon as that plant's out of their facility, yeah. they don't know how what comes after that and how that first cluster, how that first flush can actually be affected. That's right. From what they did with with that plant. Yeah. And even how it affects the bottom line of that that guy down the road. I mean, let's be honest. Uh farmers in general who's who are producing a product, mm-hmm. your bottom of the barrel as far as you know your your margins go or what you're making i mean let i don't think i'm out of turn in saying that where you're you have no control over the price you're getting for your product Mm -hmm. if there's increase in inflation or your costs or your diesel goes up or your electricity goes or your natural whatever the you you just keep going closer to that ceiling that's pretty much what it is yeah yeah it's uh you know it, it comes down to those you know every kilo counts on the nursery right 100 percent. every kilo counts and, uh, you know, it, it, it is something that uh, I know we're on a tangent, but it is something, especially in the nursery space, that it, that's hard. It's daunting, you know, um, it, whether you're responsible for the, the disease or not, whether you're responsible for something, you know, something or not. It's uh, it's something that, uh, you know, it, it regardless, they're your babies, because when it's Saturday night or Sunday morning and uh, and, uh, and I mean this in the lightest way possible. And it's Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon, and you better believe it's twenty-three. The gl- the lake is glass, 
and instead I'm on top of a boom, riding over top of the plants. But you know what I'm doing? I'm having a freaking beer. But I'm having a beer watching my plants. Yeah, you are. And that, like, it, it, it's that, like, that's there. There's love there. There's love there. There has to be. I agree. Yeah. And tell you the truth, there's a lot of days, because uh, Sundays are actually one of the slower days on the farm here. We pretty much try to avoid working on Sundays. Fair. Um, if we don't have to. And uh, it's my favorite day to be in here. Sometimes I'll just come in here with a coffee mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning and I'll just, <clears throat> I get out here, I ride my bike out here or whatever, the coffee, and then mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll sit down, just take my, some, whatever. Sometimes I'll chill for half an hour. Yeah. It's the best. Oh, man. There's just, and that's, there's just, to me, that's like, there is a passion there. It's just yeah. so nice and quiet and, oh. I mean, I love growing shit. Yeah. Hearing those motors hum when they should is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, perfect. It must be top of the hour. It must be, you know, they must be hitting this. That's awesome. Great. And it's Sunday and you can just kind of chill out a little bit. Yeah, it's fun. So to segue into that next category, which was one of the things we kind of uh, had, I we talked about prior to this, was some of the challenges that, which I think are, would maybe good be good for, uh, people listening or even local farmers who, you know, in the future, maybe you want to come on radio, Red Leaf Radio with uh, Mr. Zamanik and myself and, and talk <laughs> some struggles or talk some wins here. Um, what are some of the problems or issues that you've been dealing with in the past year, two years, whatever, uh, whatever they may be? We'd love to hear about some of those. Everybody loves to hear farmers bitch. <laughs> well, obviously one of them is going to be cost control. Um, is... Uh uh, a lot of the supplies and, and, and things that we get uh, obviously come from the Netherlands and from Europe because that, they, they I mean, realistically, they set the standard for this space, right? Um, is how can we not send our pricing out of control? Um, oh, wow, thank you. Perfect. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's a fine For pilsner. a growing boy. That's a fine pilsner. <laughs> I love it. Um, cost control, but, I mean, that that's everything. Uh, that's one of the best sounds ever. Isn't it? It is. Cheers, Nothing sir. better on a this, mic. Thanks for having me. This is fantastic. Um, actually, did you touch the table? I did, yeah. Okay, so very fun. I'm going to do a minor tangent before we go back. No problem. Um, so my dad's 60th birthday. We went to the Copper Mug in Tilsonburg. Yep. Fantastic joint. I, they don't make bars like that anymore. And I, it's, it's freaking amazing. I fucking love the Copper. Okay. Um, that's actually where I asked for uh, Abby's hand from her father. Um, wow. Yeah, fun fact. Sort of cut you off again. Where's she from? From Tilsonburg. Yes. Okay. Country Home Candle on Highway Three. Yeah. That's that was her parents. How'd you meet her? Um, at the Simcoe Fair. <laughs> real country. <laughs> yeah, boy. real freaking country boy. Hundred percent. Back in 2017. She was driving a demo derby car. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, she was actually driving the 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 Packer after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she yeah, she was actually at the fair and she was working for Burning Kill Winery, um, at the time. So full circle, yes. And now good she's, for you. Yeah, so it's it's very. So cool. she's local. That's cool. Local girl. Yes. Ah, okay. Um, but so we were at Dad's 60th birthday, and I know I'm doing I'm doing a tangent. I'll come back to the no worries. Um, we, we did a cheers. Happy birthday, Daryl. We cheers, touch the table, drank, because that's how I personally the first time I ever experienced that was out east, Nova Scotia. Yep. Cool. Done. Sante. Cool. I become the say that actually the reason why the person so drew if i cheers to you say drew thank you for having me you are technically you have to touch the table i technically don't have to touch the table because the cheers was for you 
and nobody should ever, you should never accept a cheers on your behalf. So by you touching the table, it resets the cheers because that is a selfish act to let somebody cheers to you. Fun fact. I knew that. That's why I did that. Right? See, <laughs> no, I didn't but, actually but, know but, that. But, but how bizarre is that? It's because the cheersing is, should be this most selfish act possible because everybody's together. Right? So the fact that somebody would ever take the reason for the cheers is one of the most selfish acts. No, so the reason why you touch the table is it resets the table for everybody. So there you go. For all these Red Leaf Radio listeners, <laughs> listeners out there, this guy's just teaching. The more you know, I mean, I, I think I it's one it. of the most unique drinking things ever. That is very cool. Right? I It was just a thing. I feel like my brother came home from the military, mm-hmm. and then that's just what he started touch doing. The table. Yes. And then it was just, he's like, yeah, man, you got to touch the table. It's like, okay, that's what but we're But that's doing. the historical reference of touching the table. Very neat. Yes. Okay. Yes. So back, um, I, I guess back <laughs> to the other difficulties is um, managing growth, of course, um, in, in any business, whether it's exponential or whether it's minor, is uh, how do we manage growth uh, correctly? How do we not overspend? And how do we um, also maintain customers? And, and because we don't want to lose current customers in the nursery space, uh, we want to continue forming relationships. So I think, honestly, realistically and humbly, Drew is our biggest problem. And my biggest problem was we're, we're, we're not perfect yet by no means. And I, again, like I said, we're still trying to perfect the plan. We're trying to perfect our technologies. We're trying to not go bankrupt because we're, you know, we're, oh my God, we're putting in heat curtains that now add exponential amount of dollars per acre. We're putting in heated floors, holy shit, but we believe that this is the best way. While also curating relationships to make sure that the next phase has plants sold in it, right? And, and, And oh my God. And we're still not big enough to justify having a dedicated salesperson. Um, we, we have a, a, a grower, but it's not a grower that has 30 years worth of experience. It's a, it's a new girl named Brenna out of Brock university that, you know, we're, we're training, we're, we're training yeah. that is effectively a, a sponge for the five guys who were, were the, you know, were the roughnecks when, when we were using a dosatron injecting 20, triple 20. Um, okay, you know what I mean? Like that. For what for people listening, a dosatron <laughs> with triple twenty <laughs> is triple twenty is just pre mixed fertilizer that comes in a bag. For Looks the, like blue Gatorade. Yeah, honestly, it does. Yeah. Yeah, literally it's like a blue dyed triple yeah. twenty, which yeah. means whatever triple twenty is. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> yeah, it's even NPK and just yeah, freaking grow exactly. the plant. Like the plant grows in every direction possible. And a dosatron it, is literally just a unit you hook a hose into. Yeah. And it's like a siphon, basically, is how I can. It's a glorified it. fucking janitor plunger. <laughs> <laughs> just suck, 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 go, suck, go, yeah, suck, go, suck, go. <laughs> yeah. Pull so, the fertilizer in, don't take it. Go, Pull, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's and so and so, so it's very rudimentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the people it's, listening, it's super scientific. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> so. this guy's a real professional. <laughs> but, but 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 now, Drew, and, and I mean, I. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you can explain to your listeners what just happened. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so we just had a light bulb just absolutely get, explode. Get sniped. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody's trying to, it's probably the old man. It's time lights out, buddy, Shut off up. the radio. <laughs> it literally just blew up. Did some of that glass hit you? No, it was fine. I, it just I, exploded. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I feel like it's Jake Bolton hanging out in the tomatoes. Yeah, where is he? Just yeah. freaking with a slingshot rocket, like a, <laughs> yeah, wrist, a wrist rocket. rocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
Okay, so that <laughs> we'll aside, carry th- th- this on, is yeah. awesome. We, you know, we're we're, we're hanging we're out in the dark now. We're in the dark. Yeah. Um, but 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 Drew, in a, in a very quick space, uh, you know, where we're talking about managing growth. Uh, within f- four years, uh, you know, not knowing or five years, I did I did not know what EC was. Uh, managing pH was laughable because I just knew four point seven was perfect for blueberries. Cool, plant blueberries. Not knowing the the regulatory regulation of pH and in, in and out and leach and stuff like this. To now um, having a dedicated uh, computer injection program with uh, you know a UV light and a sand filter and using recipe one and 40% of this and oh my god like all of this and A and B tanks nitric acid it's 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 unbelievable right it, it is crazy um but but it's it, it's fun it's freaking fun that uh, I, I I don't know what the hell I'm gonna learn next <laughs> but I can't wait for what the hell it is you know what's funny man <clears throat> growing up with what I grew up with uh n- Everything you just said, which probably was just complete gibberish to the average listener out there, A and B tanks, nitric mm-hmm. acid, uh, you know, your pump set, whatever that, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I grew up with that on the farm, so I really, it, it was nothing. Uh, it's it was nothing foreign. It was second nature. Yeah, like it's nothing I've. To tell you the truth, with the farm we just bought, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually going backwards. I because I I have to be so cheap because it costs me so much money. Right. I'm literally running a dosatron over there. Okay. To to water these flowers, to, to and I was over. running it with 2020. There we go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I literally went from you know as high tech as I could be here. Yeah. To very low tech over there. Yeah. But you know what? I had to do it, and to tell you the truth, you still make a buck. Yeah. It's it so just depends. Much. You know. Yeah. obviously it's way better to be way more precise well, yeah but but uh, but it's also it's like okay what are you spreading it spreading it over are you spreading it over how many acres there's many plants whatever right. but you know at the end of the day i still love a dosatron dosatron works they do work you know you can watch it you know you have a small barrel you know it goes in it yeah. goes in solution and yeah. it feeds the plants it's true it's it's just yeah. the unevenness i guess but, yeah but no, for sure a, yeah it's you know a pump set's not cheap either so no no, no. But uh, now, now, like flipping to you, where do you like? Where are your challenges, your difficulties sitting sitting in in your program? Um, well, for for somebody who came out of the propagation side of things, mm-hmm. uh, obviously you see the light there. That if you're kind of, I look at it as like the service industry where you're you're supplying a product, you can kind of set the price. Uh, if your input costs are going up, you can you know basically pass it on to your customer right <clears throat> so leaving that which is obviously uh, a good kind of niche business to be into mm-hmm. because it's hard to do yeah nobody really wants to do it because you have a lot of pressure yeah uh like you said even if the beer's good they'll never tell you but if yeah. the beer's shitty they're gonna let you know they'll let you know um so there's pros and cons to being in that industry but the pro is uh i guess I would call it kind of a niche industry because mm-hmm. people don't want to do it. So obviously the returns are probably, you hope one day, once you get paying off dollars that it's mm-hmm. going to, you know, return nicely, um, to walk away from that, to come back to producing veggies that really the price hasn't gone up in the last 30 years, but all your input costs have gone up right. and margins are getting thinner and thinner. Right. Um, that's a problem. I've found that labor, the attitudes with labor have changed drastically um, from the time I was even a little kid. 
and mm-hmm. talking with my dad and even when my grandpa originally was running the farm right um times have really changed there the attitudes have really changed i found it hard sometimes to be positive um positive as the employer and really find myself being a good leader mm-hmm. when i'm struggling knowing people aren't when i'm putting on a certain amount of res- whatever i'm trying to respect them as an individual not as an employee just as a person yes because uh, that's how i would want to be treated if i was working for somebody yeah um <clears throat> but when i don't see that respect reciprocated yeah it really takes the wind out of my sails yeah so that's been kind of a I would say something that I've really been struggling with over the last two years uh-huh. that a couple bad apples can really uh, ruin it for the rest of, of the guys on the farm yep. and trying to root that kind of stuff out. And I realize that happens everywhere, but it seems like it's been kind of a recurring thing. Yep. And when I have, you know, guys who've been on the program, some of these guys for 40 years mm-hmm. on, you know, coming to Canada from Barbados or Jamaica or wherever. So we've had a guy here he's he's been on the program for 40 years mm-hmm. and he, he's came to our farm and this was i i bought into the farm two years ago i bought my uncle out of berkeley greenhouse congrats. after i got out of pro plant congrats and um he told me this is like and we only have 10 guys he said this is the most negative work environment he's ever been a part of wow. and that you know, like that actually made me feel really bad. Yeah. And I thought, well, what, like, why though? What is going on here? Yeah. And we've had guys working here. The guy just retired two years ago. He's been working here for 33 years. Longer than I've been alive, he's been working on this farm. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, well, there's like, what's the, we've got two guys who've been here for like 25 years. Yeah. Um, is it really that bad? Like, what's the root of the problem what's here? What's the catalyst? What's the catalyst? And that's been something that's really been eating at me. Uh, because I really want, truly, that these guys, they feel that they want, they enjoy being here. I want these guys to enjoy being I realize it's not easy, mm-hmm. and there's a line where yeah. um, they're away from home. It can only be so good. Right, and it's still a job. And it's still a job, and they're not going to love every minute of it. No. But if they know that I appreciate what they're what they're giving up to come be a part of this and that I try to reciprocate that with yeah. them, you know, whether that's a barbecue or you know, taking them for a drive, wherever, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want it to be a positive at- atmosphere that they want to be a part of, and they want to come back the following year. Right. But when I find that same amount of respect that I feel I'm trying to give them is not reciprocated, that is very, f- I would say, frustrating or really takes the wind out of your sails. Right. So that is one struggle I've found um, with, with being, like, an, a young mm-hmm. employer, I guess. Yeah. And... uh just i guess the other thing is just how exponentially the costs have gone up yeah and the returns that we're getting on our product are just so slim and that's honestly why i went out and i bought this other farm and i got into flowers because i realized i got to change something here i'm just going backwards right right and that in a nutshell that's that's basically it i just yeah yeah Hmm. really that's pretty much it honestly yeah it's uh (laughs) It is interesting. Well, uh, every business again, but just how razor thin, and especially in the egg space, there's just so much um, opportunities <coughs> for uh, for things to be taken advantage of because of how many inputs go in to all of our programs every single day and every single crop. Right? It's 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 quite remarkable between the plants, the the grow bricks, you know, the the constant natural grass 
Uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, you know, with, with substrate and containers. I mean, right now we're paying $13,000 per container out of the Netherlands. Right. Whereas two years ago, well, three years ago, pre all of this, it was 3800 bucks. Right. How, how, how do you even communicate that? Right? Exactly. It's, uh, you know, and how do you download that? Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, is, is it scale? Is it no? It, and these are hard conversations. And, I, and, and Drew, I think everybody has them and, and they're conversations that nobody wants to have. But when it comes to pricing, these are conversations that, oh, shit. Okay, now I'm, I, you know, I got it from, uh, menu, you know, this guy. I got it from my fertilizer guy. I got it from input X, Y, Z guy. Oh, well, shit. I, I guess I forgot I, I'm going to have it for my nursery guy. And, you know, and, and, you, and, and you hate having them. You don't want, nobody wants to do it. It's just seemingly for some weird reason. I don't know why. It's sure as hell easy for the cardboard guy. Or the plastic, or the plastic, you know, the the pint guy yeah. to say, okay, this is our annual, or you know, our semi-annual yeah, price increase, yeah, right? Ten percent increase. But for God bless America, I, you know, I ask for a three percent increase. I have to ask and beg for it. People lose their sh- right, and and, and it just it's uh, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's it, 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 but you know what? It's truly because uh, you know it, it's a farm, but it's a family farm. Is because we, they're still, and I'm, you know, if anybody cardboard guys are there that are a cardboard manufacturing box company, so be it. Come at me, but <laughs> there is a difference, right? And I, I think there is a difference innately, in, like in, in, I agree. in our hearts, hundred percent, right? You're yeah. trying to do the best you can, but you still have a, you, you've got margins, you yeah. got bills to pay. Yeah, I got bills to pay. Yeah, and we're we're not, and so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a it's a fun line. It's a really fun line to walk. Can you put this on pause for a second? Yeah, I just man. got I just got text out. Okay, so this is total side tangent. We're getting to the end of our. Uh, some guy wrist rocketed our light bulb <laughs> out, so we're we're getting to the end of our show here. <laughs> um, Dusty, it's been a real pleasure, man. This was a a fantastic, uh, fantastic conversation. This is one. This is been one of my my favorite uh red leaf i think maybe i'm episode 12 or 13 oh, amazing and uh this has been really enlightening actually well it's, it's, it's been good for energetic it's, conversation it's been good for my soul i'll tell you that this yeah. has been awesome thank you and uh i'll i'll leave it with a couple of things here so it, one thing we've talked a lot about the ag industry mm-hmm. and i'd like to ask where you would see yourself you know where do you see yourself in the next let's say five years the next five years um Really good question. Uh, I see myself uh, in, uh, in in two directions. Uh, actually, I, I guess a couple directions. Uh, one, um, w- one thing that I think uh, is important uh, for uh, for for what I do, um, if, for our customers, and also for understanding, um, like like we touched on about nurserymen that, you know, I should be the plant. It's your problem. Right. Not your problem, but it's your plant now. One thing that I would like to uh, to have is a is an is an extension person, uh, and being able to afford a person that is that's effectively a grower consultant, that is a product of Easy Grow, that goes to our customers and, and helps the production side, right? Um, that is one thing that is in the back of my mind that I'm like inherently adamant about having. Two, um, 
on the business space is uh, is having greater flexibility uh, for both infrastructure uh, for uh, to to offer different timings of what I grow. I don't I don't want to grow different. I don't want to go into the vegetable space. I'm, I'm not saying that, but uh, off, uh, offering uh, infrastructure for. Okay, you want to you want to start your shard plants for some reason November because of your you know you you, you want to run your tomato crop till October. Cool, uh, I don't have that flexibility right now. Uh, I, I'm strained to do it, but I can do it, but not on a, a massive scale. Um, three, um, the ability to have more. I mean, everybody wants this. Number three, more people uh, on your team that uh, that share the load to. Uh, to effectively have the ownership stake, um, whether it, whether I have to give up five percent of my company, to you know to to a couple of people, to be like okay you are now an owner, okay because right now I'm like Drew I'm the only one that does the Excel spreadsheets for for you know for projecting and for all this stuff everything comes down to me, good or bad when it when it's August and we don't have enough acreage out in the field because I fucked up and I didn't put enough this variety <laughs> yeah. X or you know what I mean it's yeah. on me. Right. And I get pissed off, which is why I slay, you know, I slug over these freaking spreadsheets. You, nonstop. you almost spread yourself too thin, right? You're not yeah. thinking. Uh, yeah. But you you're also at the perspective of, well, do, do, is it really necessary for me to hire hire this out to somebody? Exactly. Is it worth me paying somebody to do this? Yes. Because can I keep them busy figuring this shit out? Mm -hmm. I know 100 percent where you're at, man. Yeah. And you almost you miss shit. Yeah. You do. Sure. You miss stuff. And, and and I guess on a on a personal front, in in five years, I'd I'd, I'd love to have a family of my own. I'd uh, I'd love uh, for the for utmost ability for my dad to act like a true sixty two year old. I mean, he's sixty two now, so in five years he'll be sixty seven. I I hope he can act like a true sixty seven year old that he deserves. You know what I mean? And and my mom included. Um, you know, both of them. Um, that's that's where I see myself in five years and. Um, it's I, I wish nothing but the best because and my mom and dad because uh, it has been such an, a fun experience working with them on on all of our programs blueberries Florida Georgia South Carolina gr greenhouse you name it my God I mean talk about building bark <laughs> you want to you want like you want to build bark <laughs> be a farmer with your freaking parents you know what i mean it's true man <laughs> like, if you get along with them and it goes good it's yeah. there's nothing better yeah there is nothing better it can go sideways real fast it can go sideways real quick but you know what here's the thing is drew like like it can go sideways real fast but it doesn't have to continually going sideways no no and you know what i i think um one of the one of the worst and best things mom and dad did to me was was hide finances from me when i was growing through university because they didn't want me to come back to the farm Mom didn't, and they wanted to, like, no, no, like, we don't want you to be forced to come back to the farm. You want to come back to the farm on your own accord. And then everybody, I mean, every every farm goes through hard times, but it was, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was weird because I, 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 I say this, I'll say this openly now, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but um, uh, we went, uh, the farm went through some hard years, but I didn't realize how hard it was. And I came home one Christmas from university and, and mom and dad went to bed and I was drinking because I was still in university hours, of course. Yeah. And school hours, I go on to simply accounting and I just, hey, how are the books looking? Jerome was fell out of my chair. Not from how much money they made, from how much money they lost. 
It was unbelievable. It's not like they were bad managers. Unbelievable, unbelievably years. horrible years. Just, I, I understand now why the the reason why they we didn't we weren't having roast for dinner. We were legitimately <laughs> eating bologna. You know what I mean? Like it was it was crazy. You know what I mean? Like we 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 were eating pork chops. You know, like for for that year, like for the for those couple of years, we were selling farms because we were had to liquidate cash to cover to cover the holy shit. That's what I mean about I want my kids to go through what we did. I want them to. Yeah? Absolutely. I want them to have the energy and the drive to understand why mom and dad are acting different. Not that, oh, mom and dad are fucking being weird, whatever. I'll go, I'll go do something different. You know what I mean? I want my kid, maybe, I'm, I, believe me, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I fucked up a lot. I have a burn in my arm. I, I stole some things. I, 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 I believe me, I did it. But I'll tell you what, I swear to God, that moment when I went to mom and dad, when I came home, cause I, I never talked about it at Christmas, came home that year, started, you know, work on the farm, just shit like that. And we sat down, I think it was one of the first weekends that we were together barbecuing, having a couple of beers, and it was just mom, dad, and I. And and I, I, I said, what happened? Like I, I looked at the, the, you know, the March 2011, you know, year ends. And the, the three of us broke down crying because mom and dad felt exposed. Yeah. But it wasn't they exposed. They want their kids to see that exactly. kind of thing, right? But my God, Drew, <laughs> talk about, I, I've never felt closer to my mom and dad ever. Because the, the secret didn't have to be withheld between two people anymore. It was the three. It was a unit. Whatever we did was a unit. From there on forward, it was a freaking unit. There was nothing being hit. There was nothing, you know, we, we're going to go build a greenhouse. It was the three of us. We want to go buy my farm. It was the three of us. The three of us bought, you know, like a ball of Prosecco and broke it on the freaking you know, 911 sign of 35 Benson Road. The three of us. That's what I want for, I think, and, and that for, for true appreciation, right? I think, I think that's fucking awesome, right? And it gets, and, and, and talk about, the, you know, the nursery game, the, the farming game, whatever, you know, in, in five years, I see myself doing that, but I hope that in, you know, in five years, I, I'm sure I'm going to go through some hard times. And I hope that in 10 years, what I write down in my journal is going to be read by my kid in 15 years. That's what I hope for myself in five years. That the story is freaking good enough to read. Wow. <laughs> well said, man. Well said. How about yourself? I like that. How I can't about you? top that. No. <laughs> well, no, how? No, that was well said, man. <laughs> well brought up. No, thank you. It's, it's, it's been fun. I, I would say kind of the same thing. Um, my parents were the same way. Very... We didn't know about the finances, didn't know if anything was good or bad. Um, they just worked all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I, ne I definitely did not have a bad childhood. I would consider myself very uh, – they got into the greenhouse game early, yeah. and I think they had some really shitty years, but they had some really good years too. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew hard work. That's what I knew. I, I was in here every day after school. Uh, snow days, March break, didn't matter. Right. And I didn't get handouts. No. Um, I remember I wanted an Xbox when I was growing up, and 
my parents were like, yeah, you want an Xbox, you got to work and go buy your own. I'm not buying you shit for you right. to sit inside and play a video game. Right, right. That kind of stuff. And that's, to tell you the truth, I'm going to, I hated them at the time. Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing to my kid. Right. I will not give him any handouts. I'm not going to let my kids grow up expecting uh, life's good because life seems good on the farm. Right. That's not how it's going to be. Yeah. Because uh, no. there are shitty years. Yeah. You know, people your parents stretch themselves you know your grandparent your grandpa even i mean my grandparents they all stretched themselves out uh lost a lot of sleep i imagine mm-hmm. um yeah they need to know they need to remember where they came from yeah and that's kind of the way i look at the at that kind of stuff i guess so yeah. same way as you yeah. um yeah and the last question i would have yes, for you yeah before we wrap it up here is if you had a message to uh, get out there to young farmers, because mm-hmm. um, I think personally that you and I are in positions right now, you're early 30s, yep. just turned 30. Um, you're What are you, a 91? I'm a 90. You're not. Damn, buddy. Yeah. I'm getting old. Actually, you're looking no, good for 90, though. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I actually, Great head of hair still. I, I pulled out two white hairs of my eyebrows. <laughs> No joke today. <laughs> so you were. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, those things are going north!" And so I just snorted. I had to pull those fuckers out. <laughs> it's a good thing we're on radio, eh? Yeah, there's God. there's no uh, there's no video to radio. Can't see how fucking old we're getting it's here. Fucked up. Um, yeah, no, I'm at, I'm at ninety. Yeah, I'm a ninety. Yeah. So we're you know we're young. We're yeah. young farmers, yes. but for younger farmers getting into it, you know. Uh, twenty mid twenties, whatever it may be, yep. or earlier doesn't matter. Uh, just a quick message for the people, the younger guys trying to get into it, and and probably feeling a little bit lost now in the situations they're in. Yeah. Honestly, straight up, one hundred thousand percent, get involved. The get in yourself, get yourself into the conversations. Can't explain. Um, like beyond of, of finding of, of my own path with those conversations, I gained confidence and you will gain confidence um, by putting yourself in situations with strangers, talking about situations that you might know 5% of the situation, or you might be the somehow the expert in the situation. Being able to listen and honestly, this and this might sound like I'm a 70-year-old person by saying, listen and shut up. Just listen. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to be pretend to be. Being able to get yourself and commit, spend the money, spend the money, whether you convince your parents, whether, and the other thing too, <clears throat> like Drew, like through FCC, through the OFEGA, through a lot of these organizations, they will fund you going as a, as a young farmer, as a young ambassador, whatever, yep. getting like, they'll, they'll pay for your flight. They'll pay for your transportation. Yeah. They have a lot of support for that. If yes. you're pursuing like an agriculturally, uh, sorry, agriculturally based, uh, profession, or you're trying to push to get into that kind of thing, they, they do recognize that. They will. Yeah. And, and they'll, and they'll cover those costs. So Man, don't, I was just talking to, uh, Jen from FCC. She yep. said it's, it's kind of a dying it is a dying thing. There's not that many young young guys who are are uh, like even younger than us now who are choosing because they see the lifestyle and they think, yeah, I don't know, is that for me? Right. But I'll be like you just said. Personally, I have no regrets. I think it's a fantastic lifestyle. Yeah. 
it's got to be for you obviously you have yes. to have a passion for it yeah you obviously very much do. <laughs> um, but yeah i think if if you're into it don't don't hesitate to uh yeah. to jump into it and just get your feet wet yeah don't um, let finances be the reason why no, you don't go like, don't ever be afraid to ask a question about, or stop somebody an accountant or whatever situation you're in and, and say you don't understand yeah. there's no shame in, in admitting that you don't understand you need to be able. I I did it, yeah. <clears throat> and I a lot of times I did feel a little bit embarrassed, but no. it doesn't matter. They don't give a shit. No, and you just pick things up that way. You got to be willing to learn for and sure. I, and I think that this podcast is and, and this conversation that has now spanned I don't know how many minutes in time, but I think this conversation is a true testimony that there is excitement. And that there is conversations to be had with just two people. Imagine if, you know, if, if I knew that, oh, my God, you know, like we could just talk about literally have have an agenda, but rarely stick to it. But somehow <laughs> kind of follow a, a general yeah. flow loosely. Yeah. Goes to show that, you know, the convers- people want to talk yeah. Pe- like we, we yeah. just want to get it out yeah. because, you know what? It, it is a freaking exciting. It is. It's a beautiful yeah. industry. And if you got a passion for it, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help. Yeah. A lot of people that stick their neck out for you. And it is a fantastic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I can, you, you'll work hard, but the reward is uh, uh, the rewards there in, as far as I'm concerned. So Yeah, absolutely. Lastly, Dusty, I'd love for you uh, maybe just to tell the people where they can find you, um, whether you that's Twitter or Instagram or easy yep. grow or whatever it is. And, and just, I'll let, uh, I'll let you send it off with that. Yeah, no, thanks for the, thanks for the plug. Uh, you can find me on, uh, on Twitter talking about the bills and sabers and strawberry plants at, uh, at dusty Zam, <laughs> same on Instagram. Um, but, uh, and then, uh, uh, easy grow.ca for strawberries, uh, blueberries, uh, strawberry plants, blueberries, and then uh, AB Seeds, which is uh, wife to be's uh, uh, garden nursery setup for every spring as well. So awesome! Well, congrats to you that. and the wife. Thank you. And again, it was a real pleasure having you on. Your passion uh, feel like it lit a fire under the table for me as well. So yeah. this has been a good uh, evening, well spent. Drew, thank you. Honestly, it's it's an honor. I'm I'm happy and fortunate to be here. It's it's uh, <laughs> you you've been a man that I've I've always looked up to uh for your passion in egg uh that because you've you've been in it and you you came from the big egg space uh you know you you could have went anywhere and you came back home to create your own path and then not only said okay well i'm going to come back to my to my range here and spurred off and that means a lot uh and so it, it's uh, it's applaudable and so i look forward to many more chats well i appreciate that and i'd love to have you again man good all right well Thanks again for listening to Red Leaf Radio and uh, hope this was an hour and a half well spent. All right, take care. Talk to you then.